Hello, welcome to the Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news. It's May 11th, 2018. I'm Michael. And I'm Shannon. What's opening this weekend? Life of the party, when her husband suddenly dumps her. Longtime dedicated housewife, Deanna, turns regret into reset by going back to college, landing in the same class and school as her daughter, who's not entirely sold on the idea. Plunging headlong into the campus experience, the increasingly outspoken Deanna, now D-Rock, embraces freedom, fun, and frat boys on her own terms, finding her true self in a senior year nobody ever expected. This film stars Melissa McCarthy, Jillian Jacobs, Maya Rudolph, and Julie Bowen. It was directed by Ben Falcone and written by Ben Falcone and Melissa McCarthy. And Ben Falcone is Melissa McCarthy's husband. Oh, right. They were in um, Bridesmaids together, right? Correct. Yeah. I had never seen that guy before that. I don't know that I've actually seen him since. I know it he a, works. It was a very funny part of that movie. Yeah. That movie was very funny from start to finish. Um, this one doesn't look as funny. It's only 35% on Tomatometer. Eh, might be a pass. Probably. Also out this weekend, Breaking In. Single mother Sean Russell, played by Gabrielle Union, after the sudden death of her father, takes her two children, Glover and Jasmine, to his Malibu mansion in order to settle his estate. But at the mansion are four criminal convicts intent on finding the deceased safe and making off with its goods. They take Sean's children hostage and force her to get the money, but then she begins killing them off to save her kids. Directed by James McTeague. Uh, I don't know that this one looks too great either. What's the tomato meter? 37%. Eh. So, not too good. Out in limited release, Mountain. An experience about the highest peaks around the world. So this is a documentary. It has a much higher rating, 90% right now. Also out, Revenge. Never take your mistress on an annual guy's getaway, especially one devoted to hunting, a violent lesson (laughs) for three wealthy married men. So is it true that this is rivaling Paddington 2 for 100%? No, it's at 89%. Was it at once? That's much better than I was expecting. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah, um, it looks bad, but 89%. I don't know. How many reviews? 47. Only five rotten. I don't know. It's, I don't know. People like to see women fighting back. And finally, Beast. A troubled woman living in an isolated community finds herself pulled between the control of her oppressive family and the allure of a secretive outsider suspected of a series of brutal murders. Oh, this is a creepy idea here. Uh, 91%. So it looks like the movies out in limited release are the ones to see this weekend. Looks like there's a lot of news this week. There is. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that 29 years after Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and 27 years after Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, a third installment in the Bill and Ted franchise appears to finally be happening. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are set to reprise their iconic roles as Ted and Bill. Original creators Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon have penned the script with Dean Parasot confirmed to direct the movie. This movie is titled Bill and Ted Face the Music and is about their quest to write the greatest song ever written. The project is currently being shopped at con. Wow, see this is exactly what I was saying. It's becoming so commonplace to have 
sequels like 20 years, almost 30 years after the last one now. I guess. This has been talked about for a long time. I've seen many interviews over the years with Keanu Reeves where he said he wanted to do this one. So it's not coming out of the blue. Reuters reported that U.S. cable operator Comcast Corp is asking investment banks to increase a bridge financing facility by as much as $60 billion so it can make an all-cash offer for the media assets that 21st Century Fox Inc. has agreed to sell to Walt Disney for $52 billion. Three people familiar with the matter said on Monday. So Comcast is yet again trying to make a play for uh, Fox, which Disney already has a deal with. Yeah, I'm wondering, how can they even do this? I mean, don't they have a deal? I know it's under review, but I mean, can... It hasn't been completed, so they could back out of it. But there's no saying that they will back out of it. This is more money, but also they haven't even, they don't even have the money yet. So right. that's the first step. on a merger or something? They have to get the money and then make the offer. And Fox might not even take it then because there's it, it's such a complicated deal. There's so many different factors. Disney has definitely said it, even if it doesn't go through, they'll give them a certain amount of money, which Comcast ha- never offered before. So uh, it might not happen, but it's definitely making it more complicated yeah Yeah, somebody possibility that it it won't happen somebody at work was saying oh now that disney owns fox the other day and i was like they Mm, don't own it yet not yet not yet all right we'll see what happens yeah we'll we'll keep watching it according to deadline perry king an actor whose credits include everything from Riptide and Melrose Place to Slaughterhouse Five and The Day After Tomorrow, is bringing his directorial debut to Khan. The black and white shot, The Divide, is making its world market premiere during the fest that kicks off this week. So the main reason I included this um, is that Perry King played Han Solo in the Star Wars radio drama or actually I think all of the radio dramas that they made in the early 80s. Um, oh. So I don't, I don't think you ever listened to it, right? No, I didn't. But I saw that name and I immediately thought, oh, that's Han Solo. Um, hmm. He's nowhere near as good as Harrison Ford. I mean, who could, who could be? But he grows on you after a while. I think you should really listen to them at some point, maybe on a long car ride. You have them? Mm -hmm. Well, I have the first one on Audible. I used to have the Star Wars and Empire on cassette tapes, and I would listen to them before going to bed. They also made a Return of the Jedi one. Do we have anything to play cassette tapes? No. 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 But at some point, I'll probably get the Empire. The the Star Wars one is the much better one anyway. um, But it it does have Mark Hamill in it oh really skywalker oh wow that's cool and uh the empire strikes back one has billy d williams as lando so they're definitely worth listening to um they also did a return of the jedi one in the 90s but that one didn't have mark hamill but it did have uh billy d williams but i've I've so harrison ford and carrie fisher they never were involved in any of them no okay but perry (laughs) king i believe was han solo in all of them Yeah, I'll have to listen to them sometime. Jill Soloway, the creator of Transparent, speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, 
revealed that the upcoming fifth season of Transparent will be its last. This isn't a surprise since uh, they've had trouble with Jeffrey Tambor having Did she specifically fired. say that's why? No, but yeah. that has to be a factor. He's like the main character yeah, and they the have to character. do a whole season now without him. I don't know how they write around that, but they will, but that it will be the last. For The Hollywood Reporter, Sherlock Holmes 3 will open on December 25th, 2020. Robert Downey Jr. stars as the iconic British detective in the film franchise, while Jude Law plays his famous sidekick, Dr. Watson. No director is attached yet. It's got a script by Chris Brancato, and Sherlock Holmes will hit theaters nine years after its first sequel, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows which debuted in December 2011. I never saw the other two Sherlock Holmes. I know the first one, at least, was pretty well received. Yeah, I think so, but I haven't seen it either. And I probably won't start now, but... Yeah, I don't really... It's probably going to be good. I don't I don't really get the draw of Sherlock yeah. Holmes and why there are so many... Is it in the public domain? Is that why? I don't know. I don't think so. Deadline reports the director of $6 billion man, Damien Cisfron, was fired over creative differences and a language barrier. The movie had been set to go into production in just two months, but now they have no director. I wonder what happened. This is, uh, this is the movie with Mark Wahlberg as the $6 billion man. Hmm. Creative differences... They always say, language barrier? That seems like something that should have been able to be overcome. I don't know. According to Variety, Jordan Peele has announced that his next film will be titled Us. Sources tell Variety also that Lupita Nyong'o is in talks to star with Elizabeth Moss eyed as the top choice for another lead role. So, cool, but we don't know what it's about. No, I don't think so. Hmm. But this is, I'm sure, going to be very closely watched. Yeah, absolutely. After the success. I wonder, do we not even out. know if this is going to be like a comedy or a horror thriller I, like I his last movie? I don't think, at least this article said, but hmm. I'm sure we'll find out yeah. soon enough. There is a Tenacious D sequel in the works. Recently, at a music festival, Jack Black said of the project, I don't know where you'll be able to see it, but we have decided that it's happening and it's coming out. And that's pretty much all anyone knows about it. I don't know how well the first movie did. Terribly. It didn't make a lot of money at all. But I think it ended up making like as much as it did in the theater like or even more in DVD sales eventually. Okay. It's one of those So it sounds like this is something things, that would know? be right for a Netflix. A Netflix. Or I know, specifically because of he says I don't know where you'll be able to see it. Everybody speculates is this going to be like a Netflix movie. Yeah, it would be perfect for that. Okay, we'll see. Per deadline, a new Stephen King adaptation is in the works. Netflix has closed a deal for In the Tall Grass, a novella written by Stephen King, his son, horror author Joe Hill. James Marsden, who stars in Westworld, is in negotiations to star. The description is, after hearing a young boy's cry for help, a sister and brother venture into a vast field of grass in Kansas, but soon discover that there may be no way out. Mm, that so, sounds interesting. Every single Stephen King Yes. It's going to be well. Adaptive. I don't know. He's pretty adaptive. prolific. Like he's got a huge body of he work. Is. So there's probably still plenty more. But they all eventually will be made. I'm sure yep. of that. 
until they start bombing. Well, if they make them badly, like they have certain ones in the past, then they will. But it all depends on the production values, the director. According to The Wrap, negotiations are underway to fill out the cast of Quentin Tarantino's next film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with Burt Reynolds in talks to play George Spahn, the ranch owner who rented his land out to Charles Manson and his cult. Longtime Tarantino collaborators Tim Roth, Kurt Russell, and Michael Madsen are also in talks to play minor roles in the film. I read that, and then just like the next day, Margot Robbie confirmed that she is going to play Sharon Tate to IndieWire. She had been in negotiations before, but now she says it's official. So this makes it seem like Burt Reynolds has a pretty significant role. I guess, at least more than the other three. Yeah. He, um... It doesn't seem like he's been doing that much. He's pretty up there in age. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Per Variety, Fox has canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine after five seasons. Mm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was the only remaining Fox comedy series from an outside studio, Universal. So I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. Oh. It's it's unfortunate. I it was doing well. I don't know that it was... I, I think a lot of people like it. I don't know how well... It actually mm. does in the ratings. It did win some awards like yeah. early on, right? I think last year it was really down to the wire too and they finally came to a deal, but I guess they couldn't do that this year. That's really unfortunate. That's one of the only sitcoms we regularly watch and it's really funny. I don't yeah. know if there's any chance of anybody else picking it up more so now than ever. There are other outlets but yeah. who knows what Couldn't the... Move to uh, Hulu or Netflix. Yeah. Additionally, Last Man on Earth was canceled and The Mick. And I've, we've never seen The Mick, but Last Man on Earth is another one of the shows I know. that and we really enjoyed. There's so few sitcoms that we watch. This like yeah. cuts, cuts it like in half almost. Last Man on Earth was really... Um, I don't know. It was really interesting. Yeah, they, it was a They did show. a lot of... I don't know experimental things yeah. or, or different things. Definitely. It ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. So I hope this one gets picked up, but probably not. No. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. This news just came in today. So So wait, that last episode was actually the last one? Yep. Oh, I didn't even realize that it was finished. No. Wait, is Brooklyn Nine Nine too? That I don't know, but I know Last Man on Earth. We have to at least get a wedding, don't we? You would think so. I know Last Man on Earth, it seemed like a finale to me, although Mm. a lot of times they do seem like finales. I thought uh, the one a couple weeks ago was a finale when Tandy and his brother went off to look for that thing that seemed like it could be like a season finale. Yeah. So, but then I looked it up, and that was that was it. So oh, that's the way it ends. Bummer. I know yeah. that was such a big cliffhanger. They definitely must not have known they were getting canceled. I think I I read an article, and it seemed like he knew it was a possibility, but that this is the story he wanted to tell, or they wanted to tell. So hmm. too bad. Per the Hollywood Reporter, Netflix sequel to Bright the digital streamer's Will Smith starring action fantasy is moving ahead with a new writer. Evan 
Spilatopoulos, who worked on Disney's live-action Beauty and the Beast, as well as the Snow White-centric fantasy The Huntsman Winter's War, has been tapped to pen the script for the follow-up, which will once again be directed by David Iyer. Not returning is Max Landis, the scribe who wrote the initial spec script for the first movie, and was paid a reported $3 million to $4 million in 2016 when the project ignited a bidding war that Netflix ultimately won. Sources say Landis and Iyer disagreed creatively, which led to a parting of ways. They always say creative differences. I wonder if it's just that, you know, the movie wasn't well received. I mean, it, it got a lot of views. People watched it, but the reviewer, the critics didn't didn't no. care for it. So I wonder if if that was the real problem. It's possible. But new writer, maybe it will be better. I don't know. I didn't even watch it, but I'm kind of interested. I, I did want to watch it. Well, we should. Yep. I mean, they're definitely going to make a whole bunch more. It did well enough. So some really great news. Cobra Kai is getting a second season. Not much else is known about it. Uh, except it's expected to premiere in 2019. This article, I think, had a lot of stuff about the rest of the season. We're only in the middle of it, so I didn't look mm. too much further. Okay. Well, that's good, because uh, it's really pretty good. Also, Netflix announced that Santa Clarita Diet has been renewed for a third season. Um, did you see that Rick Moranis is going to be in the show we talked about, the movie we talked about a few weeks ago, the SCTV reunion that's being directed by Martin Scorsese? No, I didn't see that. Well, he is, and he's, he's pretty much been retired, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, his wife died, I believe, oh, uh, like I 20 years that. ago or something, and I think that was... A big reason why he hasn't been doing much since really? then. Really? Oh, he, I never knew that. I think he like went and spent time taking raising his children. Good for him. Stranger Things added one more cast member, Francesca Real. Uh, she was in Haters Back Off. I'm not really familiar with that. I think that was on Netflix too. Um, but she's gonna play a lifeguard at the Hawkins Community Pool. Don't know what else, but she's going to be semi-important, apparently. Or she gets eaten. Maybe. By a Demogorgon who jumps out of the pool. Possibly. Also, Annette Benning is joining the cast of the Captain Marvel movie. And it said it was a top-secret, super-secret um, role. So nobody knows who she's playing, although I'm sure people who are familiar with the comic book probably have ideas. Yeah, I was going to say, without knowing really anything about Captain Marvel, it's hard to know, but I, maybe there's some important yeah. older woman. Also, more bad news for Terry Gilliam and his movie, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. We talked about this before. He's been working on this movie for over 20 years because it's had such bad luck. He's gone through like three different casts and whatever. It's finally made, but uh, he got sued from somebody who was once involved in it saying that he should have rights to it. They actually won that lawsuit. So one little bit of good news, but then 
Amazon Studios said they're no longer going to handle the domestic release and they would not give a comment as to why. People are saying, you know, maybe it has to do with that lawsuit. That doesn't make a lot of sense because it was already dismissed from court. So I don't know. And then the director had a minor stroke that actually landed him in the hospital. So just rough times for him. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully it does well at con. Yep. Yeah. And now let's take a sponsor break. Do you like the Karate Kid? Of course. Then watch Cobra Kai then on YouTube Red. Cobra Kai, the single best television series to ever exist. That's a bold statement. Anything happening on streaming services this week? Netflix has some original stuff out today. Bill Nye Saves the World, Season 3. Evil Genius, The True Story of America's Most Diabolical Bank Heist. Spirit Riding Free, Season 5. Our daughter loves that. Season 5. Season 5. The Kissing Booth. This is a film. A high school student is forced to confront her secret crush at a kissing booth. Sounds cheesy, but it's probably not for me. And The Who Was Show, season one. Fresh voices bring some of the most famous names in history to life. A live action sketch comedy show based on the series of best-selling books. I'm not familiar with the books. No, me neither. On Amazon, Rocky and Bullwinkle, season one. This is a prime original series, so... They're rebooting Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yep. Stars got Big Game, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Desert Dancer, Joshua, The Odd Couple 2, and The Phantom of the Opera from 1962. Hulu got Bleeding Heart and Into the Fade. So last week we ran a poll. What other animated kids show would make a good live action movie? Wow, the winner was the Powerpuff Girls with 47%. That was my choice. In second place, Voltron with 33%. (laughs) And then the Magic School Bus at 13% and Phineas and Ferb at 7%. Not as many fans of that, I guess. Nope. Powerpuff Girls, yes. So this week's poll is what show's cancellation are you most disappointed by? Brooklyn Nine-Nine? The Mick or The Last Man on Earth? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Even though I really like Last Man on Earth, I I don't know. There's something just really nice about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, this is is a tough one for me. I don't... The Mick, we've never seen. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Last Man on Earth, I really like both of them a lot. Mm -hmm. I I might go for Last Man on Earth, as I said. That's a little more original. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So I'd kind of like to see what more they do. I mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really funny, but I think I'd go with Last Man It is a more traditional um, thing. I, uh, yeah, I just, I like more consistently laugh at Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's probably true. Last Man on Earth has some drama elements to it more so than oh yeah it does Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm-hmm. it's not a straight laugh out loud but it's still really funny so let us know what you think daily show pod on twitter and that's our show if you have any feedback you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com our facebook page is daily show our twitter account is daily show pod our website is dailyshow.com hope you enjoyed the show and talk to you next time daily show on daily show off
Thank you.